Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, yo. Yeah. So thank a you, Julie. A dream is a <laughs> that your heart makes. <laughs> that was so Disney. Your heart makes that when. <laughs> um, we should make that the intro to this episode. When <laughs> you're fast I don't asleep. Know the words. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Today on the podcast, we are talking to the wonderful Julie Wino. Wino spelled W-O-J-N-O. We had a deep conversation about how to pronounce the last name. Not Wajno. Wajno, Wajno. Not a Wajno. But how fitting for the Wine and Shine podcast that her last name is Wino. I mean... I don't think we're Winos. No, we're not Winos. I mean, I'm drinking decaf coffee right now. I'm drinking nothing. You're drinking nothing. Where's your tea today? I don't know. I didn't get here fast enough to oh, make yeah. tea. I was scrambling up your stairs. Scurried in and started the recording. Yep. But guys, it is awesome. I, I um, actually met Julie just through Instagram. Like you meet everyone. Like I meet everybody. And you know, she's in Columbus. So I, I like to follow the people that are doing health and wellness in the city. And I finally went to one of her classes, one of her yoga classes. And she's just so sweet. She has so much energy. Mm-hmm. I love when I find someone that I feel like kind of matches my high energy. And I feel like Julie definitely has so much passion and energy. It just comes from her, you know, and you can tell that she loves what she does. Yes. So in this episode, we talk about a lot about body image and loving yourself truly from the inside out, how to make workouts really intentional, really more intentional and satisfying for your soul. You're not just going there to you know, change your weight or change your body. That's the big thing. Or work off whatever it is you did the night before. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, of course, we talk about living out your passion. And she went from working a nine-to-five into health coaching. And whether or not you're looking to do that or just add more passion in your life, there's such good advice around that topic later in the episode. So before we get started, of course, we would like to throw a shout out to Care of Vitamins. Care of Vitamins. I'm sing it every time now. <laughs> Care of. Are you looking for a new theme song? Care of Vitamins. We're your girls. We're your girls. Um, <laughs> no, we're just going to sing everything now. Um, but yeah, head on over to their website. Take, Vo- vocals or not. Yeah. Takecareof.com. Um, like Nina said previously on other episodes, you don't even have to do the assessment if you know exactly what you want, what you need. No. Um, if you don't, there is an assessment to figure out what vitamins may be a good fit for you. You take that quiz, you get your nice little personalized pack of vitamins. And if you use the code SHINE when you check out, you get 50% off your first month subscription and then enjoy from there. Yeah, go grab your vitamins now. Now, go. <laughs> go or else. And as far as other announcements before we hop into the episode, please go ahead and friend us over at The Wine and Shiners on Facebook. We have a nice little growing community of mm-hmm. 50 people there, and we would love to have you in the group. As always, you can catch us on Instagram at Wine and Shine Podcast and all of those wonderful things. Yep. And I was recently, <laughs> I was at Friendsgiving, and they were laughing at people that talk about Patreon. Oh, they were? (laughs) They were for YouTube. But I'm just, I have no shame. 
Patreon. Patreon. We have one. And guys, I'm going to be totally authentic with you guys. I mean, we're completely blessed that our husbands are part of the production team. So we get lots of happy benefits and discounts with that. But um, just as far as the production goes, it's about $100 a month. And so me and Liz love the podcast so much that... We just split we just it. Pay. We pay, pay it. to do it. And we have so much fun doing it. And other than the podcast itself, like hosting events and things, we want to just do more. And so if you guys are interested in seeing more events or helping us continue the podcast and bring on amazing guests, any donation helps. So whether that's, I think you can do $1, $2 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the highest that we even 10. have up there is 10 So if you are loving the pod and you are interested in throwing a couple dollars our way, we Make would us be sound like forever green. <laughs> Give us a couple bucks. Just and you'll kidding. see what you get. You know what you'll get? We talked about doing blooper episodes. We did. Especially for our patrons. So you don't know this, but there are so many bloopers. Guys, and I'm not going to lie. We crack up every single episode. Like the things that we say are ridiculous. And you don't get to hear many of them because we go, Hayden, cut, cut that, that out. out. And so it gets much, taken out of the episode. So much singing. So much laughing so much idiocracy <laughs> yeah happens um so for Some our patrons too. <laughs> yeah if you are a patron at any donation level we are considering doing bonus blooper episodes for you so those might be even like 15 minute short little episodes just to Laugh. get your day started in laughter because i don't know we might be biased but we're th- we think we're pretty ridiculous <laughs> And I know ridiculous. I know that's true. Head on over to patreon.com slash wine and shine podcast. And if you are interested in this bloopers idea, please send us over an email or send us a DM and let us know what you think on that idea. All right. Well, let's get into something really awesome. And that is our interview with Julie Wino. Hey, Julie, thank you so much for coming on the wine and shine podcast today. I feel like I've been waiting to connect with you forever. And I'm glad that we're finally doing this. Same here. Thanks so much for having me. I love following you guys along on social, listening to the cast. So it's really cool to, to be on it. Yay. Thank you. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. If they don't know you, maybe they're not in Columbus. Maybe they've never taken any of your classes. Um, give them a little bit of your background. Yeah. So I moved to Columbus about four and a half years ago now um, for grad school at Ohio State. I studied body image and communication. It's always been a really big passion of mine. But yeah, so around town, I teach cycling at a studio called Cycle 614. I teach yoga at um, Studio 543 Yoga Inferno at Yoga 6 in the new Lit Life Plus Yoga that's opening up December 2nd to uh, two weeks from today that we're recording. So yeah, so I teach cycle, I teach yoga. I used to work in public health. I had a, a normal nine to five job and just recently made the switch to becoming a full-time health coach. So I now work for myself and my mission is really to empower women to truly love their bodies and be able to live their lives without so much stress around food and exercise and body. So yeah, so the little, little snippet. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's every woman's goal, right? I mean, to not have to worry about the way they look all the time or what they're putting in their mouth all the time. And I mean, Liz, I know that's something that you've been struggling with for a while, too. Yeah, it's really it's difficult, especially because I think when you've gone through, you know, for me, it's like 29 years. I mean, feels like I was born with those worries and concerns. 
Um, and just the other day, I don't want to say it's like a relapse because that's really dramatic, but like the uh, like last night, I had a bad night. Like when I got home. Wait, really? No, when I got home. Oh, I just like okay. was feeling bad about my body and like yeah. you can so quickly go back to a dark place. Yeah. But I think the thing when you work with – so I have a health coach and I think when you work with someone like Julie – there's this awareness of like as I was venturing down there, I knew I was there mm-hmm. versus it just being like part of my life and not really being aware that those thoughts aren't healthy. Oh, and that like that is so powerful, right? Like that awareness, I think, is that's the start of it all, right? When we start to become aware that we have these thoughts mm-hmm. and that our thoughts, we can control our thoughts, mm-hmm. right? which yoga taught me that, but it's so powerful because you're exactly right. You can be aware like, oh no, I'm going down this path and then have the tools to, to switch the script mm-hmm. in a powerful way. It, it's, I always tell my clients like your mind's a muscle and you're totally right. When you've you know struggled with these things for you know so many years, I'm with you. It's been you know, probably 25 years of my life that I've really struggled with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to do, but but you can, right? You totally can strengthen that that mind muscle to uh, to re- rewire your thoughts to be more self love. Then, yeah, I that's how my whole like journey with anxiety has been because for so many years, I actually remember I when I first figured out what anxiety was. To be honest, it was in college. Isn't that crazy? I was like, oh. All of this stuff that happens in my head has, has a name. name. <laughs> like other people do this too. I'm not the only one. And even though a lot of mine is not, has never really been food related. Although I've I've realized now as I've gotten older how, um, how many body issues I have that I wasn't aware that I had. But it's the same concept that I'm like, you know what? Now that I can catch the thought, I can rewire what's happening. And it, it's just such a habit. And like you said, how like twenty nine years? You yeah, say. You, well, like I mean, twenty five years. You're like from the womb, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's you've been doing th- something for one way for so long, and everyone thinks that's just a part of who they are. And it's like, but it's not because we can change it. It's not easy because you've been doing it for how many years? Mm-hmm. But slowly and surely, you can start to revamp the way that your mind processes these things. Absolutely. Do you have any like? Because I just love stories and I love hearing about people's journeys. Do you have any anyone you've worked with or anything you've seen happen where like a woman made a huge shift and you were just like, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so many. I feel like too many to count. I'm trying to like think of, of like one I can give. Yeah. Okay. I can think of one right now. There's so many moments because most of my clients I'll coach on the phone and I will just be like happy dancing. I tell yeah. them, I'm like, I'm over here like dancing in my seat right now because <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a, a more general one. I do like this um, exercise with my, with some of my clients who struggle with body image in particular. And and it's so cool to, it's it's hard, you know, it's kind of hard to get vulnerable like mm-hmm. that. But after the exercise, everyone's always like, oh my gosh, it's this realization that, you know, media or social media or friends or family or just our, our world, our this thin ideal culture that we live in has just like put all these stories in our head and the power that comes yeah. when we realize that they're all just a bunch of crap mm-hmm. <laughs> now, yeah. like what is yeah. it? It's just, we have these thoughts in our head and it's all, it's all crap. And so I love hearing them come to that realization because it's so powerful. 
But yeah, I, I had a client talk to me and she was like, you know what? I was having a really down day and I was, you know, in a fitting room and fitting rooms can be the worst, right? They had the fluorescent lights yes, and yes. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I was starting to feel so bad. And I caught myself in that moment. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go down this path. And she's like, so I went to the store that I know I can go to and feel awesome and feel just like I love myself. And she goes, and that's Victoria's Secret. I walked oh, out nice. of the store. I go to that fitting room and she goes, I felt so awesome. And she goes, I just totally turned it around. And she was like, normally I would have just walled in that self-pity. I would have kept feeling terrible about myself. But in that moment, I, I switched the script and I did something, you know, empowering to make me feel really great. And that was a recent one that I loved. I'm like, yes, that's what that's it's all so about. so powerful. And it's so wonderful that we have coaches now that are there to guide you to these points. I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard to do it on your own. Even if you're aware, even if you're like, man, I know I do this and this is hard. You need a lot mm -hmm. of times somebody to bounce ideas back off of, somebody yeah. to see what's happening from outside of your head. Accountability. Accountability, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's hard just to have these thoughts swimming in your head all by yourself and to mm -hmm. work with them oh, all by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> Some of our listeners, um, you know, may have small children or like younger women in their lives. Maybe they're like you and they're a teacher. What are some ways that we can, as adult women, even if we're struggling with these issues ourselves and we, we don't have it all figured out, how can we help young women build confidence in their bodies mm -hmm. and encourage this dialogue of loving themselves from an early age so maybe the next generation of women isn't in this boat? Because it's such a problem mm -hmm. that I see all the time. I mean, especially being a teacher. And it makes me so sad because I feel like, the younger generation doesn't understand yet that these things can be reversed. And now that so many of us are becoming aware now, I'm like, there has to be a way that we can have these conversations with younger people. Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think one of the most powerful things is to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we, as you know, now coming to be the, the older women, right. Yeah. Can be role model for the younger women, for the girls. Um, I think that's huge. And so things like, you know, not talking about a diet and not talking about, you know, working off the cookie you just ate. Like it can be these little things that we don't think about. Like it can seem harmless. Like, oh man, I ate so much. I need to go to the gym. But that comment, right. can actually be a really big deal, you know? And so if we can really be mindful of how we speak about ourselves and how we behave in front of, you know, younger girls, because they are so impressionable, right? And they look up to, to you. And so, you know, realizing the, the power in how we just act, you know, and, and taking care of ourselves and showing ourselves love and speaking positively about ourselves. You know, if, if you hear some older person, you know, talking down about themselves, then it kind of gives you the permission to do the same, or maybe right. you'll, you think yep. that's what you should, or that's normal. So I think that's one thing. I think being really mindful about, you know, how we talk about our bodies, how we talk about food, how we talk about exercise and, and these types of things in a very loving way. I think that's really important. And then also, I think it's so important to always, you know, praise girls for, for all of their yes. amazing 
and talents, you and know, not it's like, just how they look yeah. all the time. I catch yeah. myself at school because, I mean, I'm telling you, some of these girls wear the cutest little outfits that I just and love. You're like, Aren't and you I just love adorable? fashion. And so, I'll, well, I don't. I love fashion to the point where I just I like clothes. I'm not like a fashionista or anything. But I, I will catch myself and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love your skirt today. That's so cute. And I'm like, but. I need to stop that because although, yes, I love her skirt and I think it's adorable, I need to make sure as the teacher that I'm complimenting these young girls on things that are not about their appearance because that's what that's one thing that starts, oh, I'm special and I got praised because of how I look. That's not true. Or one thing that I did um, recently with a friend that was like, if you've ever said something to a friend and you like see them just light up and you feel so happy inside, yeah. I told her I was like, because I know she's working really hard. She's doing like, um, not bodybuilding, but like kind of, yeah. like that kind of thing. And I know she's working really hard on that. And she's very like hyper aware of things she eats and, you know, has a different set of food rules than I do. And so like I've been trying not to do that, not yeah. to be like, you look so thin and make it like a big thing. And I was like, your skin is just like glowing today. Yes, that's and she so was like, good. that is the best compliment Anyone has given me this whole week. Like, I feel terrible about my skin this week. Uh, and so, I mean, it's still body. Like, it's it's still going there. But it's not It's not about weight mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, I think that's beautiful. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. I was also going to say a lot of times if you compliment, like, for example, if somebody says, I love how hard I see that you're working or mm-hmm. like your confidence is growing. It's like oh, those yeah. are things that you can say as opposed to, wow, like you look really fit, you know? And although some people, I mean, that I'm sure that that makes them feel wonderful as well, right? Because that's part of the goal. Like they're, But it's not just about the body portion of it. It's like your commitment, mm-hmm. your confidence, the way that you are choosing to like take ownership and self-love and all of those things are what we need to start I don't know, promoting to women, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you're so right with that, right? I mean, for for one for one woman, you could say, oh my God, you look so fit. And that could be a totally positive experience. Mm-hmm. But for anybody that has ever struggled with body image or eating disorders or exercise disorders, that it'll be like a high. Yeah, I, this is my experience. Like, cause I, I, I've been down that, that road, you know, and someone would be like, Oh my gosh, have you lost weight? And that would just feed me. I was like, Oh my God, they noticed I lost weight. And then they'd say how good I looked, right? Because I lost weight. Yes. And so then for me, it was like, okay, so I need to be this size to be pretty, or I need to be right. this size to get complimented on my body, you know? And, and, but you never know who's going through that, right? We don't know what's happening on the inside. Right. And so for me, that's why I, I try to not comment when people lose weight, which can be really hard, especially if they lose a lot and, yeah. you know, say something. But yeah. I'll, again, I'll, I'll compliment, oh my gosh, like you just look beautiful, like your your hair or your, your outfit. I think it's great to compliment an outfit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's fashion. Yeah. Um, but the weight loss like it, itself, you know, just because you don't know what's gone on internally mm-hmm. and are you, just, are you helping to feed this person's disorder, you know, and you just don't know that. And so just being, you know, sensitive to that, I think is important. I have a hard time with, there's a couple people in my head right now that I know will say, like, have you lost weight? Like often to me. So I feel like when I go and I see those people, I, um, I kind of worry about what I'm wearing and how I look because I wonder if they're assessing if I've lost or gained weight. And I think sometimes when you're also in this field of health and wellness, 
it has made me realize, like I said, I just now started realizing some of the body issues that I have because I think, oh, well, this person knows I'm, I'm working on my health coach certificate and this person knows I have a wellness podcast. They're probably going to be looking and seeing what I'm eating and how I look and, you know, what I'm doing. And it's true because people are contacting you for help in these issues. So it it's like created this a little bit of anxiety within me when I go places to look a certain way and to see if anybody's going to notice if I've lost or gained weight. But again, I've been trying to do this awareness thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? I have confidence in myself and that's not really at the root of everything what matters, right? Right. No, totally. Totally. And I think there's a lot to be said for for what is your definition of health. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so true. is health looking a certain way or is health feeling a certain way is, is health only eating certain, like you're eating certain foods, you know, and, and feeling maybe like restricted or feeling, you know, guilty if you enjoy, you know, a cheeseburger or, or is health to you being able to enjoy, you know, a cheeseburger yes. with your friends. Like I, I just think it's really important to define like what, what is your healthy lifestyle look like? Like what's that picture for you? Right. Cause for me that I, I, I was definitely someone who, you know, only eats this, never that. I mean, in college, I don't think I ever ate, I ate pizza like a few times. Oh it's just crazy. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, college is pizza. Yeah. <laughs> college is pizza and wings and beer. <laughs> I, it's like, it's, it's, that's when I was really at like my pits. Like <laughs> I would like be making kale chips and almonds and it was nuts. And then as I, you know, kind of dove into my issues, <laughs> Um, I realized that for me to be mentally healthy, which is just as important, if not more important, Mm -hmm. I needed to be able to get to a place where I could go out with my girlfriends and be present with them and be able to enjoy this lovely meal out to dinner that no, was not kale and almonds, right? Was whatever it would be. Maybe that I I love cheeseburgers. So that's why I always say a cheeseburger. I love them. (laughs) And that's okay, right? Like that's great. Yeah. Yeah, when you reframe things, and I say this all the time, when you reframe things about how do I want to feel, that's what makes all of the difference. For me, if I would rather be happy and like mentally where I want to be than worrying about my body because my life is about how I feel. Like when I'm walking around and I'm happy or I feel content, I feel confident, I mean, that's when I'm enjoying life. It's Mm -hmm. not when I'm fitting into my skinny jeans per se and I'm also – like not happy. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me at that point. So you mentioned that yoga has played a huge role in your life. How has yoga shaped this? Like all of this, the way that you think, the way that you coach, give us the details. Oh my gosh. So I found yoga when I was in college and so college for me was definitely the time when I realized I had a lot of issues around eating and exercise and body mm-hmm. image. At the time, I was like doing you know personal training at my my campus rec center and teaching a million classes. Like people knew me as Plex Girl. If it was called the Plex, it was like our rec center. Like, yeah, <laughs> actually, I was in parties, so they'd be like, "Oh, it's Plex Girl!" Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like always at the gym, blah blah blah. So I started doing yoga really just because I wanted to counter, you know, all the high intensity workouts I was doing. I was like, I should stretch and I do this. So the trainer voice in me, you know, knew that adding in yoga would be really smart. But then, you know, that's, I feel like that's oftentimes that people enter yoga, right? You'll enter yoga for, for the stretch or you'll enter for the power, you know, whatever, but you'll enter it for a very physical reason, which is great. Um, but then you realize the full power. Mm-hmm. One of my 
uh, Laurel Hodery is my teacher trainer. And she always said, the yoga does you. And oh my gosh, the yoga did me. <laughs> um, I think for the first time I started to really notice the power of intention, you know, because every class the instructor would have some intention for us, you know, and maybe she would have a very specific theme for class or she would ask us, what do you need? You know, what do you want to send your energy towards? And as this was the same time, I was realizing I had a lot of work to do on self-love and loving my body. I started dedicating every class to loving my body. I was just like, I just want to send love to my body. And it was through that that I realized how powerful that intention was because I realized that in all of my other workouts, subconsciously or even consciously, my intention was to fix myself. Mm. Oh. My intention was to punish myself. You know, it was, oh, I, I drank last night. I need to be in the gym for like five hours today or, you know, like yeah. something crazy. Um, or oh, I, I have belly fat. Like I, I need to do a million crunches because I have to fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a thigh gap. Like what, what crazy things, you know? And so my workouts, I had deep down this intention of I'm not good enough. And then yoga switched the script to, you're enough right now. Uh, I just got goosebumps. Like, I love that story. And so, so that's, that's where it began, I think is, is realizing that intention. Mm -hmm. And and then I changed everything for me because then I, I started going into all of my classes that I taught with that intention. And I, I recognized because I worked at the Plex so much, I saw that I was not alone in my disordered you know, eating behaviors and workout behaviors and, and yoga helped me to realize like, Oh, this has to change. You know, I'm, this has got to change. We have to stop being here and eating a certain way to punish ourselves and instead to love ourselves. And so even to this day, I start my cycle classes and, you know, yoga classes and things with intentions around, you know, self-love and, you know, feeling good. And I never, ever use any language about that cookie or Thanksgiving, you know, or anything like that. Mm because I know how powerful that can be. I think the last thing that I would say about yoga, I mean, well, there's a million things I could say. So I'll, <laughs> I'll like stop babbling. But um, what was really refreshing to me is I remember I, it was the first time that I really saw instructors that had all different body sizes. Mm-hmm. And these women that I really looked up to, and there was this one instructor, I lived in New York City for a summer, and she had this beautiful, you know, fuller body. And she was the first one to teach me arm balances and teach me all these amazing, fun, you know, powerful mm-hmm. yoga postures. And I just looked up to her so much. And it was so empowering to me to see different, like all different body shapes, you know, in the seat of a teacher and all around me in class. That I think is just such, so powerful, you know, to see health is not a size, health is Mm -hmm. not six pack, you know, health is so much more than, than just how we look in our, our workout clothes or in a bikini. Yeah. I love that because I feel like so many of us say, you know, I'll do X when I do all of these things beforehand. Like I'll teach a dance class or a yoga class when I, when I'm fit enough and I look good and I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm strong enough to do that. And then most of us, if that's a dream that, you know, we have and we are passionate about whatever exercise we're doing, we never take it to the level of empowering and teaching others because we're like, well, I have to look or be this certain way. So I love that story because I feel like that health at any size thing is so true. And we can show that to other people if yes. we're not stuck waiting until we fit some kind of mold to do what we want to do. 
Absolutely. And I think we need to teach the masses that concept too. Because so many of us, like you said, when we work out, it's because we need to change this. We need to change that. We need to do this. And the more instructors that take workouts from a point of, you're doing this to feed your soul. Like you're doing this to make you feel good in your body. You don't have to lose this weight. You're doing this to, to feel amazing. I, I think it just like changed the way that women view their body and their health in general. Do you find it difficult as an instructor to balance between like, yes, you are going to lose weight, maybe. Or yes, like you may reach some of your goals that you have for your body, but let's not just solely focus on that. Is that a challenge at all? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I don't have a whole lot of conversations around weight. I feel like <clears throat> I I don't often have people come up to me and ask me about about losing weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's because of the message I, I give off. I'm or, sure. Yeah. But usually I just had people come up to me like thanking me for, <laughs> for class and for... Making them feel amazing. For yeah. the empowerment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even, it's funny, like even my health coaching clients, they're like, you know, I, like, I think it would be great, you know, if I lost 10 pounds, but that's not my primary focus. Like I, I want to mm-hmm. create these the habits and these, you know, I want to shift my mindset to, to just, you know, have these lifelong habits, yeah. you know, so they come in like, if, you know, if I end up losing some weight, cool, but that's actually not my primary focus. Like I really want to focus on loving my body and just, you know, being healthy in general. Now, how do you find that yoga? Cause you teach cycle and cycle 614. Is that the one that is it in Grandview or near Grandview? Yeah. Okay. Grandview, yeah. I took a class there once and it was really fun. You'd like it. I've only t- done one cycle class, it and it was cycle. when I was in LA, and it was Soul Cycle. I actually loved it. Like I loved it. I loved it. But I don't. Oh no, that's a lie. I've taken another cycle class. It was with you at LA Fitness. Oh, that like, but wasn't it just the like same. hurt my butt. Yeah, and that's I don't know. True. I, I I just felt I feel so much juicier and like in love with life when I'm done with yoga and bar. It kind of gives me that same empowerment feeling once in a while. But the one that cycle class didn't do it for me. Now Soul Cycle did. But I'm interested, yeah, I'm interested in trying out Cycle again. My class. Yes, I will. I definitely will. So how are those, how does Cycle fulfill you in a different way maybe than yoga does? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Cycle, I started teaching back in college where I'm still a pretty new yoga teacher. Um, So Cycle is actually, I feel like my, it's just a part of me. I can't even explain it. (laughs) Cycling, I mean, I, I start every class with an intention. Like I actually start all my classes with our eyes closed Mm. and kind of take us through a body scan. And I always tell people, you know, our our goal is to leave here feeling good. And so what does that mean for you today? You know, is there any stress from your day, any anxiety, anything that's like making you mad, like pissing you off, anything that you want to let out? Oh my gosh. Like then, okay, let it out. Or are you coming into, into this room and you're feeling like, Great, you had the best day ever. Like, cool, harness that, right? Yeah, Use that. I love that. Or we have these beat boards, you know, that can show like your your power in an mm-hmm. instant, or, like total energy. So I'll say something like, okay, so, or maybe you have a goal you want. Maybe you're chasing a, a, a highest power ever or that, or a certain energy you want to hit. Or maybe your goal is to forget the beat board entirely, right? And just actually allow yourself to tune in. So in those ways, my goal is always to empower people just to, find what they need in that room, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is very similar to yoga. I feel like because I've always loved yoga, I kind of have taken that, that mindfulness 
and and the breathing and the intention setting. And I've always ingrained that into my cycle classes. Mm. And I had a writer explain it to me in a really great way. I, which is why I, I really love cycling. Is is she? Sometimes I'll not every class. But some classes I'll I'll play a song that has a certain like angry energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all right, y'all, like this is that song where whatever you had that drags you down or you want to like free yourself from or let go of, this is that song. I want you to let the pedals have it. Mm. Like, go ham. Mm. And you can feel like the energy in the room. People totally. are like, <laughs> see, I like that you're bringing, see, when you're explaining this, even it's like, taking what I love from yoga too is you're connecting to yourself, right? So everything you're doing, it's the intention behind it. And so I love that in your cycle class, it's like, that's what I want from, I think, every workout that I do. Mm-hmm. Like when I work out, I want to be focusing on releasing energy or like you said, harnessing the positive energy and and putting that into movement that's nourishing for my body. Absolutely. So clearly I need to go to this cycle class. Because, you go. I know. <laughs> so wait, you said you teach at Studio 543? Yes. What class do you teach? I went to your Friday night class. I know that. Because I'm wondering yeah. if I went to your class and didn't know it. Oh. Do you teach so I do a six, six a.m. on Tuesdays? And nope. Then 6 on <laughs> nope. Definitely not. Yeah. I was the Saturday morning. Saturday <laughs> it was like morning. eight or something. Yeah. So You probably had Katie. She's lovely. It was good. That's good. I can completely see when we asked that, when I asked the question about like, how do you balance between like, you know, people making improvements with their body and focusing on that. And then also this other side, like just the way you explain your teaching style, it's clear that when people, when your clients or writers or whatever in that room, they're not focusing on just losing weight, right? They're focusing on all of these other elements. And that's just so powerful. Like we need more of that. We definitely need more. How did, I'm always curious how coaches in general like come to a philosophy. Mm. I feel like everyone has a thing. You know what I mean? Like everyone has Mm -hmm. some kind of angle or focus that's sort of unique to them. How did you, how do you do that? Like how did you create your niche? Was it specifically influenced like by one big thing or you just kind of woke up and were like, this is kind of like, I'll connect the dots and this is kind of my niche. This is my philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. What a great question. So I think for me, when I when I think about health coaching, it's like my whole life led up to this. It sounds so dramatic. But no, it does but not. All, all of my like collective experiences from my own struggles with body image and restrictive eating and binge eating and, you know, crazy exercise addictions and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because I... I on accident discovered intuitive eating like mm-hmm. by just recognizing that I needed food freedom in order to be healthy, like mentally healthy mm-hmm. um, and get out of this really awful space that I was in. And so without knowing what I was doing, I was like embarking on intuitive eating. And then mm-hmm. I found out what intuitive eating was. And I was like, oh my God, like this, this, is, what I, this is what I believe, but I didn't know it was like real. And, yeah. <laughs> and then I started like, you know, reading about it and getting super into it and healthy at every size. And it was so cool because I was like, oh my gosh, this has kind of been my organic journey yeah. of what I realized I needed to be healthy and happy and, and live my my best, healthiest life. And little did I know this is actually a legitimate thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, intuitive eating, you know, listening to your to your body to nourish yourself and, and not associating certain foods as good and bad and dropping the guilt. Um, and so for me, when it came to, yeah, what's, what's, who's my niche? 
I, I identify with other women who've had the same struggle, mm-hmm. you know, have had this, that struggle of, of not loving their bodies, of wanting to fix their bodies of thinking that they, they need to look a certain way to be loved or valued or confident or successful because I can identify with them. I mean, I, like I, I was there, that was me for most of my life. And so I think my niche is just so natural because, and that's who my clients are. I think naturally they, they come to me because they, they know my story and they, a lot of them know me from cycle or yoga or even some back, back from, from college. Plex girl. Plex girl. Plex, seriously, plex girl. Someone was me for Halloween. No oh way. my god, no. That's amazing. <laughs> a friend of mine was like, I'm, I'm gonna use your your workout shirt and your little oh name tag and you're like, oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> I have pictures. Um Yeah, so I think my, my niche was natural. It was mm-hmm. it was my my deep like passion, you know, and, mm-hmm. and my my beliefs on on health and mm-hmm. yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did you make this transition? to doing your passion as your career? Because I think a lot of people, I mean, maybe it's just the people that I talk to, but I feel like everybody's in this place right now where maybe they don't necessarily even want it to be their career, but they want to do more of what their passion is. So do you have any advice for our listeners that either want to make their passion their career or they're saying, I just want to do more of it and enjoy my life? (laughs) Yeah. So I think for the people that just want to do more of it, I think it's all about creating the space. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you create the space that you, you can do more of it? Cause the, that space needs to be there. Um, it's kind of funny as I embarked on health coaching this year, my intention for 2017, I always have a, a yearly intention. 2016 was facing my fears. Cause I am a very like fearful person by nature. Mm-hmm. I know, no, I know means like a fearless person. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about that with us all the time. Like, I'm afraid of everything. So it it's fine. Takes, it takes a lot for the two of us to put, to take leaps and to do big changes. And we've both been doing a lot of that mm-hmm. recently. So we've been proud of ourselves, yeah. but, um, yeah, no, we're definitely with you on that. <laughs> Yeah. So that, I mean, that was a transformative year for me. And then this year I, my intention was to slow down for like all of my, I mean, past like six years, I've taught so many classes, you know, and I was in grad school and then working a full-time job. I taught every single weeknight after work. And that was just what I was used to. Mm -hmm. But then I was, I realized I needed to slow down and make space for kind of just to be open to whatever would happen. And lo and behold, what that was, was health coaching yeah. <laughs> and having, having the time to, to do my, my program. Mm-hmm. So I think if you want to do more of what you love, it's okay. So where, where do you make space for that? I think that's, that's like the first and biggest thing. And then if people really want to make it to upgrade their side hustle, right? The wonder jam always says That's your yeah, side hustle. Yeah, exactly. On them. <laughs> Went to that workshop. <laughs> I wanted to really bad. I did too. And I don't know why I couldn't attend, but that was when I was like, this is perfect for me. I need to go to this. And then I couldn't go. <laughs> it's, I've been twice now. It's, they're, they're, so, they're so great. So let's see here. So in terms of, of yeah, of stepping into it, um, I think the first thing is if you notice yourself getting stifled in your job. I actually think that's like the best feeling ever because I was in a place where I liked my job and it was comfortable and I had great benefits, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
And, you know, I was good at it. Like, whatever. She's preaching to the choir. She's like, that's, <laughs> I think I said that phrase <laughs> so many times. People, I'm like, like, I'm good at it. I like it. It's easy. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I really like my job. I mean, it has great benefits. Like, I get summers off. I love teaching choir. I love my students. Like, that is exactly sounded like me. <laughs> Yeah, and so well, from that place, then it, it, it's kind of hard to like make the switch, yeah. right? <laughs> but then if you start to notice yourself feeling stifled, which is then what happened for me, I started, <laughs> I started to, I think my my role, my job kind of switched, and I ended up kind of doing project management, and I wasn't working with people a whole ton. I was just a lot of emails and just kind of keeping things in order, and, and I just, oh, I felt so drained, and I just mm-hmm. knew I wasn't using my skills and my talents and what I was here for and my passion. And so, and then I really started feeling stifled. Like there's nowhere for me to go here. I am not living up to my full potential. This is not the life I'm supposed to live. And so that feeling of being stifled to me was the greatest feeling ever because I knew I couldn't live a stifled life. Right. Mm-hmm. You had to do something about that. You then had to act. Exactly. I, yep. Right. So that feeling stifled like pushed me to to make something happen. Um, and so I think if you're feeling stifled, like listen to that because mm-hmm. that is probably a really good indication that's time to move on. <laughs> so I don't think anyone was meant to live a stifled life, right? It's hard though because... I know a lot of people, like you said, it can feel so safe and so cozy to be where you're at. And so, mm-hmm. and then uh, like reality hits you. I mean, my parents are very, I love them to death, but they're very focused on. Certain- they just want you to be safe and secure and right, stable. Exactly. And that's the parent and that's them loving you. Right. And a lot of us have this idea of like, well, I get like this steady income all the time and I have these benefits and you know, that's a good dream. It's a good dream, but can I really take that chance? And so when you say, listen to that, because it's there for a reason. So maybe spend some time like contemplating why that's there. And that doesn't have to mean you quit your job tomorrow and go do something else. Mm -hmm. But I think then once you start realizing you need to do more of what coming to you all the time and what lights you up, once you start doing that more, then you realize that's where I meant to be. Like I ha- I can't live not doing these things that make me so happy all the time. Right. Totally. Totally. Like like noticing what like what lights you up. Exactly. What's that passion? What's that fire in you? I think, yeah, I mean it's so easy to think, oh well that person can do it. It's mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't do it. And so it's like, no, like why why not you? Exactly. You know? Right. So I think that's important. And then right. I mean, I think what a good point. And my parents are the same way, right? They um they really care, right, about our safety and about us having it's their job. That's what yeah, they do. Like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, parents are freaked out and I was like, I like want to do this. And, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, mentioned fear earlier, right? So I think the biggest thing people would ask me is like, oh my gosh, like weren't you like scared? Like, aren't you freaked out? Like wow, wow, like what a risk you're taking. And mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, fear is definitely there. You know, you're you're venturing into a, a brand new territory that's totally different, you know, from what I was used to doing. But I think just like our parents, you know, fear has a very loving intention, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like our, our brainstem, our like critter brain, if you will, it wants to keep us safe, right? That's that's the part of our brain that just wants to keep us surviving, you know? And so when we start to do something that's different from what we usually do, like working, you know, your nine to five, it's like, alert, alert, like, what are you doing, retreat? Right. Like, 
because it wants to keep you safe. You know, it wants to keep you safe. And what it knows to be safe is just what you've been doing. And I think if we can recognize that is what fear kind of is, and that's what, what's happening when we're afraid, it's like, okay, you know, we can check back in, say, all right, fear. I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert um, in Big Magic mm, wrote. I still need to finish that. That's <laughs> so great. Well, her chapter on fear was like everything for me. She goes, you know, fear's going to be there. And fear, it's not about being mm. fearless. It's not about being fearless. Mm. Fear's going to happen. It's about, you know, acknowledging fear and saying, okay, fear, you're there. You're going to sit in the backseat, but I'm driving the car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I get to choose where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. That's in the beginning of the book because I read that part, I think. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then I think, too, when I was really thinking about it, it's like, well, what's what's scarier? You know, staying in a job where I feel stifled and unfulfilled and drained and just mm-hmm. not, you know, totally happy or living alive or failing, right? Trying this new thing and failing. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's scarier, like living an unfulfilled life or trying something that could be potentially amazing and just and failing. Amen. And well, because your job, right. like, your exactly. case scenario is that like, okay, so you leave, you do your own thing. It totally blows up. Worst case scenario, you just get a job like to get back on your feet and pay your bills and, right. and life goes on. And worst, worst case scenario, you have to move back in your, with your parents and they'll probably be super <laughs> excited. But I mean like, but so you're not going to end up from pursuing your dreams like that. No one around you that loves you is going to let you be homeless and well, destitute. And I also think there, okay, we were talking about this, we had a live recording last night and we were talking about how when you put out a certain energy into the world, that energy comes back to you. So you're putting this energy out, it's coming back to you. But on the flip side, we're not over here just like, you know, hoping for the best. You're also putting in the hard work to mm-hmm. make sure I'm not going to end up in my parents' house. Like I'm, you know, right. like I'm putting out the intention. The intention's going to come back to me, but I'm also setting goals and I'm making plans and I'm going to actively make this happen for me. Yes. Have you read You Are a Badass? Yeah, yes. of course. We got to get her on. <laughs> I know. Jin Sincero. I so everything you just said, yes. <laughs> yes. If you are living in alignment and you feel and you're listening to your intuition, right? Yeah. And and you're going after it and hell yeah, like you're hustling, right? You're mm-hmm. you're working so hard and you're I think if you're doing what you're supposed to do, things will work out. 100%. I just I just believe that. Me too. Yeah. There's no way it can't. Mhm. I mean, if you're giving your whole, your whole heart and your whole passion towards it, there's no way I don't think it can happen. Cody, I used to really this I can't believe I'm saying this on the air. A long time ago, I had that stuck mentality and my husband Cody would be like I'm going to be a producer. Like I'm going and to do this. I'm and you're like to you're going to get a job at Ace Hardware. I made him go get a job at Ace Hardware. I made him take an interview because I was like, dude, like you need to <laughs> at least get some sort of stable job for now. Um he got the job and didn't take it. Thank God. Like what was I trying to do to this poor guy? But anyway, um and now it's like he's taught me so much about like if this is what you're going to do, you'd set yourself out to do it and it will happen. And it's just been and I've met more people with that mindset. I'm so thankful for the people that I've met with that mindset because I don't think I ever would have had it if it wasn't for people like you or Cody or you know, people that went for their dreams and didn't let anything stop them. Yeah. Or, you know, Jen Sincero's book. Like, yeah. Exactly. Hey, Jen. <laughs> hey, Jen. Want to come on the come podcast? On the We're totally about it. She definitely listens to this podcast. Totally <laughs> listens to this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. 
It's right. your favorite one. So where can our listeners uh, connect with you? If they're in the Columbus area, just shout out your studios again. Um, if they're interested in health coaching or just you send out blogs. I'm on your email list. I love reading your emails. How can they get more from you? Yeah. So I would, if you are in Columbus, I would love to see you in classes. Um, so Studio 543 Yoga Inferno is downtown. Then there's Lit Life Plus Yoga that's opening December 2nd. Oh my gosh, in- it's perfect timing for my move. It I is. am so excited. I'm gonna, I mean, you'll see me there. I'm definitely there and Thank Yoga. I love Thank Yoga too. Those are going to be my two spots. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going to be so great. Yeah, so I'll I'll be there at Lit Life Plus Yoga, Italian Village. Yay. And then Yoga 6 every Sunday I'm there um, for now at least. Like, I don't know if that'll change like Sunday, but Sundays is my time. Yeah. <laughs> for power yoga yoga six upper arlington and then of course cycle 614 is my cycle studio in grandview and if you're listening and you come like please say hi and be like i heard your podcast (laughs) so i'd love just to know that but then yeah my website is so here's something my last name is pronounced why now we were right yeah we were so we we had this we had a very deep discussion yesterday and i was like i know it's not wajno but I you, don't remember. You used to have in your profile, you would like, exp- you had a joke about your last name. And yes. so yesterday I went to your Instagram and I was like, guys, it's in her Instagram bio. Like, let's look and see how, and it wasn't, and it there, wasn't anymore. there anymore. And I was like, shoot, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to, I can't remember. And then it like clicked like a light bulb. I was like, I think it's Wino because I don't know like why we're Wine and Shine podcast. Yeah. I was like, I think it's Wino, but. It is. Yeah. It is. I can see my last name. <laughs> but yeah, but my website is juliewino.com. But then, so it's J-U-L-I-E. And then Wino is spelled W-O-J-N-O, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so weird. And yeah, so on my website, you can, you know, follow along on my Sunday emails that I send out. They usually have, you know, some inspo or, you know, different things, recipes and whatnot. And then, yeah, on Instagram, julie.wino. And then Facebook is Julie Wino Health Coaching. So awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us. This has been such a great conversation. I feel um, I have a lot of body love happening right now. Yeah. And when you move and you go to yoga class there, oh, gosh. I will join you. Yes. I can't wait. And this is perfect timing too with just appreciate your your body and, and how you are. And don't worry so much about the food and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these topics of conversation are just going to be so helpful for our listeners. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, body love, baby. It's what it's all about. Body love. All right. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. Well, a big, big thank you for Julie to giving us this inspiration today. I think just like Nina said, it is the perfect time to be talking about body love because so many of us are either going into or coming out from whatever holiday it is and We've, you know, built up all these ideas around food and now the new year is going to start and I'll be good this time. And those are conversations that we need to just eliminate from Mm -hmm. our lives because did you have fun? Did you have a sense of community? Are you happy? Did you enjoy your time with your family? Then the holiday was a success no matter if you ate too much at the cookie party or not. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Julie, for talking to us about body positivity and love and as well as all of the awesome exercise things you're doing. Please, guys, go check out her classes. You'll probably see us there. I know we definitely want to scope one out. And then also, you know, if you've got a side hustle, side passion, all of these things, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, yo. So thank you, Julie. A dream is a wish. (laughs) 
Bad. Your heart makes. <laughs> that was so Disney. Your heart makes. That when. <laughs> um, we should make that the intro to this episode. When. Fast I don't know the words. Um, anyway, guys, we hope that you found some inspiration in this episode. And we cannot wait to catch you next week with more awesome content coming your way. Yeah. Bye. See ya.